you are now tuned into World War II Stories. I'm your host, Steve Matthews, and I'm here to take you on a journey through the whirlwind of historical events that shaped our world and defined generations. Stay tuned every Tuesday and Thursday as we delve into the riveting, inspiring, and sometimes tragic stories from World War II. We'll meet the brave men and women who stood up to tyranny, we'll explore clandestine operations and daring escapes, and we'll pay tribute to the resilience of the human spirit in times of extreme adversity. Also, be sure to check out our other podcast focusing on World War I, the conflict that set the stage for the global turmoil that followed. Use the link in the description below. In the vast canvas of human history, tales of valor, strategy, and the unyielding spirit of mankind are woven into the tapestry of war. One such episode unfolds amidst the Azure Aegean Sea, on the rocky and windswept island of Luros. The year was 1943, and the world was engulfed in the throes of the Second World War, a conflict marked by political shifts, massive destruction, and heroism often shrouded by the broader strokes of history. One of these oft-overlooked chapters is the Battle of Luros, a story of strategic significance, individual bravery, and the harsh realities of war. As the narrative commences, we find ourselves in a world on the edge of chaos, where old alliances shatter, new ones form, and every square inch of land could hold the key to victory. The Dodecanese Islands, a smattering of land amidst the glittering Aegean, had become an unexpected pivot in the balance of the war. Among these, Luros stood out. Its deep, natural harbors and geographical layout presented a tantalizing prize for the Allies and Axis powers alike. But this tale is not just about a distant island or the broader strokes of war, it is about the people who found themselves caught in this maelstrom. It is about the likes of General Lieutenant Friedrich Wilhelm Müller, a German officer whose resolve would shape the outcome of the battle, Admiral Inigo Campioni, an Italian stalwart grappling with the unpredictable currents of shifting alliances, Major George Jellicoe, and Lieutenant Colonel Maurice French, whose leadership would rally the defenders amid aerial onslaughts and mounting uncertainty. The echoes of this battle still resonate through the rugged terrain of Luros, a silent testament to a battle that lasted just four days but left indelible marks in the annals of World War II. Its impact rippled through the rest of the war, influencing strategic decisions and shaping the fates of those involved. As we delve deeper into the Battle of Luros, we will unravel the complex weave of history, war, and human resilience that painted the landscape of this small yet significant corner of the world. Chapter 1 the prelude to battle. In the grand chessboard of World War II, the Dodecanese Islands held an unusual yet pivotal position. They were neither the populous heartlands of major powers nor the glamorous centers of politics and power. Yet, these specks of land in the Aegean Sea became coveted pieces in the war's intricate game. It was as if the calm, azure waters belied the brewing tempest of conflict, with Luros standing at the eye of the storm. Luros, with its jagged coastline, rocky hills, and quaint Mediterranean houses, had a charm that hid its strategic importance. The island's natural harbors, deep and protected, could shelter fleets and were considered the finest in the entire eastern Mediterranean. Add to that a geographical position that was within striking distance of Turkey, 
Crete, and mainland Greece, and you had an island capable of turning tides in the war. Here, we meet General Lieutenant Friedrich Wilhelm Müller, a German officer often described as the Beast of the Aegean. A man of unflinching resolve, Müller held a reputation that mixed awe and fear. Though not a man of noble birth or sophisticated education, his military acumen was undisputed. He had a clear understanding of the strategic importance of Luros and was determined to seize control of the island. On the other side were Admiral Inigo Campioni and Vice Admiral Luigi Mascherpa, two Italian officers of distinct pedigrees. Admiral Campioni, a distinguished naval officer and former governor of Italian Somaliland, had a reputation for steadfastness and bravery. His counterpart, Mascherpa, was equally respected, known for his strategic acumen and calm demeanor in the face of adversity. As Italy teetered on the edge of chaos following the armistice with the Allies, Campioni and Mascherpa chose resistance over submission. They found themselves aligned with their former adversaries, the British, in a bid to keep Luros out of German hands. The stage was set, and the stakes were higher than ever. Amidst the tranquil olive groves and rocky hills of Luros, a storm was about to break. These men, born in different lands under different flags, would soon be thrust into a confrontation that would echo through the annals of war history. On a warm September day in 1943, a clandestine meeting took place in the town of Cassable in Sicily. The whispers of a possible armistice between Italy and the Allies had turned into a reality. In the hushed stillness of an officer's tent, representatives of the Italian government signed an agreement that would change the course of the war, at least for the Italian forces. Their nation, once aligned with the formidable Axis powers, had now changed sides. This momentous event was a product of political turmoil within Italy. Benito Mussolini, the nation's iron-fisted dictator, had been overthrown in a coup led by King Victor Emmanuel III. The new Italian government sought an end to their nation's sufferings in a war that had bled them dry. For the players of our story, this armistice bore unique implications. Admirals Campioni and Mascherpa found themselves in a precarious situation. Sworn to serve their nation, they were now aligned with their recent enemies, the British. Their hearts heavy, they were torn between duty and patriotism, questioning whether this strange alliance could truly serve Italy's interests. General Muller, the unyielding German officer, saw an opportunity amidst the chaos. With the Italians now switching sides, he foresaw a vacuum in the Aegean that he was eager to fill. His mind spun strategies and counter-moves, seizing upon the uncertainty that reigned in Luros and its surrounding islands. And thus, the armistice of Cassable sent ripples far and wide, reaching the distant, sun-baked shores of Luros. The alliances had been redrawn, the players reassigned. The small island, previously a backdrop to the grand theater of war, was unwittingly thrust to center stage. The air in Luros was heavy with an unsettling calm. For the people there, both native and foreign, life was about to change in ways they couldn't even begin to fathom. Their island was about to become the battleground of nations, a test of alliances, and a testament to the courage of men. As the dust from the Italian armistice began to settle, 
it became increasingly clear that Luros was set to become a battlefield. The skies over the island held an eerie stillness, as if holding its breath, waiting for the impending storm to break. A gathering of forces commenced on this island, a display of chess pieces moving across the vast board of the Aegean, preparing for the inevitable clash. Among these forces were the British. Despite their late arrival to the party in the Aegean, they had begun to understand the strategic importance of Luros. Allied command saw an opportunity in the Italian defection. They wanted to establish a strong presence in the Aegean, using Luros as their bastion. Landing on the island, they were met with a mix of wary confusion and hopeful optimism from the locals and the Italian forces stationed there. Leading the British contingent were Major George Jellicoe and Lieutenant Colonel Maurice French. These men were not just ordinary soldiers. They were seasoned warriors, veterans of numerous campaigns. Jellicoe, a seasoned commando leader, had a reputation for his tactical cunning, while French was known for his indomitable spirit and leadership skills. They both understood the mammoth task ahead the daunting reality of holding a small island against a determined enemy. Meanwhile, General Muller, ever watchful from his command post on the nearby island of Rhodes, was preparing his response. To him, the armistice was a betrayal, the Italian alignment with the British a stab in the back. He was determined to teach them a lesson they wouldn't forget. Muller began assembling his forces, a mix of seasoned soldiers and fresh recruits all united under the banner of the swastika. Their target was clear, Luros. On Luros itself, the local population watched with trepidation as their island transformed into a fortress. Italian and British soldiers were hurriedly fortifying the island, weapons were brought in, and defenses were established. It was a peculiar sight, yesterday's enemies now working together, united in their attempt to resist the forthcoming German onslaught. The air grew tense with the inevitability of what was to come. Luros, the serene and picturesque island, was now bracing for war. A storm was indeed gathering, one that would consume the island and its people in the tragic spectacle of war. Chapter 2 Opening Moves On a chilly November morning, with the sun barely peeking over the horizon, the day of reckoning dawned on Luros. The usually calm Mediterranean sky was sliced open by the shriek of aircraft engines and the roar of artillery. The day that had been dreaded and anticipated in equal measures was finally here, the Battle of Luros had begun. The first to sense the danger were the island's lookouts. Squinting through binoculars, they spotted the swarm of German planes closing in. Alarm bells rang out their harsh toll shattering the quiet morning and sending waves of fear and determination through the island's defenders. Among the front lines, Major Jellicoe and Lieutenant Colonel French rallied their men. In the face of overwhelming odds, their calm demeanor and resolute words became a beacon of hope for the terrified soldiers. With stern faces and hearts alight with courage, they led their men into the teeth of the storm. On the opposing side, the icy resolve of General Muller pushed the Axis forces relentlessly. His orders echoed over the roaring engines and exploding shells, capture Luros at all costs. His men, fueled by a potent mix of fear, duty, and fervor, charged into the maelstrom. 
caught in the middle were the Italian commanders, Campioni and Mascherpa, fighting for an Italy now far away from the fascist designs. Their forces, men who had been trained for years under the banner of the Axis, were now firing against the very comrades they had once fought alongside. In the midst of the deafening chaos, the people of Luros found themselves hostages in their own homes. Buildings that had stood for centuries crumbled under the fury of the assault, and the once vibrant island life was replaced by the grim dance of war. It was a scene of a terrible ballet, where every passing second was a question of survival. Thus, the day of reckoning unfolded. Under the gray, war-torn sky, Luros turned into a fierce battleground. This tiny island was no longer just a speck in the Aegean Sea. It was the center of a struggle that would determine the fate of the Aegean and beyond. The world watched and waited, as on Luros, the toll of war was exacted. The Battle of Luros raged on, engulfing the winter days in a storm of smoke and fire. German air raids filled the skies while the Allies fought with unyielding tenacity. The two forces, as if two unmovable lions in a deadly dance, dug in for a grueling winter battle. Within this chaos, the figure of Major George Jellicoe stood as a beacon of hope and defiance. Despite relentless German bombardments, he kept the spirits of his men high, leading them in daring sorties and defying the enemy at every turn. His charismatic leadership, combined with Lieutenant Colonel French's unyielding perseverance, turned their soldiers into stalwarts capable of withstanding the winter storm of war. However, the tides of battle were proving challenging to contain. Admiral Campioni and Vice Admiral Mascherpa faced the harsh reality of dwindling supplies and a weary force. Despite their efforts to maintain the Italian morale, the merciless winter and the relentlessness of the German forces were taking their toll. But they refused to yield, standing tall amidst the despair and continuing to inspire their men to fight another day. Opposite them, in the icy command post on Rhodes, General Muller relentlessly drove his forces towards victory. A man of unyielding resolve, Muller's tenacity became a terrifying force pushing the Germans closer to the heart of Luros. His strategy of continuous pressure was slowly wearing down the Allied defenses, turning the grueling winter battle in his favor. In the midst of this struggle, the people of Luros, trapped in their war-torn island, held on to hope. Amidst the shell-ridden streets and smoky skies, life persisted. The will to survive was as potent as the will to fight, a testament to the human spirit's resilience against the harsh winter of war. As the Battle of Luros trudged through the harsh Aegean winter, the metaphorical lions of war locked in a deadly contest. Each day was a struggle, every night a momentary respite before the break of another day of conflict. The winter months echoed with the roars of these lions, a chilling symphony of the horrors and heroism of war. From the battle-ridden landscapes of Luros, the eyes of every soldier, every civilian, instinctively turned upwards, towards the increasingly hostile sky. The German Luftwaffe, like a storm unleashed, descended upon the island. The pivotal part of General Muller's strategy was unfolding the storm from the skies. Amidst the deafening drone of engines and explosions, Major Jellicoe and Lieutenant Colonel French coordinated their defenses. 
they knew that their limited anti-aircraft guns were no match for the might of the German Air Force, yet they stood their ground. Against the storm, they held fast, their resistance a spark of hope in the overwhelming darkness. Under relentless German air raids, the Italian forces held on to their resolve. Admiral Campioni and Vice Admiral Mascherpo were forced to watch their beloved Luros crumble under the assault, yet their spirits remained unbroken. They urged their men to fight, to resist, making every shot from their anti-aircraft guns a defiant roar against the storm. As General Muller watched the fiery dance of his air force over Luros from his command post, he felt a cold satisfaction. His storm from the sky strategy was working. The incessant air raids were weakening the enemy, breaking their defenses, and inching the German forces closer to victory. But he knew better than to celebrate early. The battle for Luros was far from over. Caught in this aerial onslaught, the people of Luros were trapped in a terrifying reality. Their beautiful island, their homes, were being reduced to rubble. Yet, they held on. Amidst the chaos, they found the strength to survive, to hope, and to pray for an end to the storm from the skies. Thus, the battle for Luros raged on, echoing with the roars of planes and the rumble of explosions. As the winter days gave way to colder nights, the storm from the skies continued its relentless assault, marking a grim chapter in the annals of Luros. The island stood battered but defiant, a symbol of resistance against an overpowering foe. Chapter 3 The Battle Unleashes Days turned into weeks, and the Battle of Luros pressed on with relentless ferocity. The turning point arrived with an ominous name, echoing through the German ranks like a chilling wind, Operation Leopard. General Muller, a portrait of stern focus in his command post, gave the green light for the operation. He knew that it was a daring move, but he had faith in his forces. A formidable plan had been drawn up, and the time had come for it to unfold. Operation Leopard was set in motion, a masterstroke designed to strike the decisive blow and seize Luros once and for all. German troops, under cover of the relentless aerial bombardment, began their stealthy approach towards the island. Among them were the elite Falschirmger, the paratroopers, who had earned their stripes in countless battles across Europe. Known for their audacity and their ability to strike swiftly from the air, they were the spearhead of the operation. Back on the island, Major Jellicoe and Lieutenant Colonel French, unaware of the impending assault, continued their defensive operations. Their spirits were unbroken despite the relentless Luftwaffe raids and the strain of the ongoing battle. Their men, both British and Italian, followed their example bracing themselves for another day under the storm from the skies. Admirals Campioni and Mascherpa, striving to keep their men's morale high, echoed the resolve of their British allies. Despite the relentless pressure, they remained undeterred, their resilience shining through as they prepared their forces for another day of conflict. The stage was set, the players poised for a new act in the ongoing drama. Operation Leopard, cloaked in secrecy, was ready to pounce, and the island of Luros, worn but resilient, braced for the next wave of assault. As the sun rose over the Aegean, casting long shadows over the war-torn island, the next critical chapter in the Battle of Luros was about to unfold. 
With the dawn of Operation Leopard, the storm from the skies transformed into a ground onslaught, and the defenders of Luros found themselves under fire from all sides. It was in these desperate hours that the spark of heroism ignited, turning ordinary men into warriors and leaders into legends. Major Jellicoe, alongside Lieutenant Colonel French, rallied their men, driving them forward into the maelstrom. With unshakable courage and steely resolve, they led charge after charge against the German onslaught. In the face of adversity, they embodied the spirit of defiance, their heroic actions inspiring their troops to stand their ground. Italian leaders Campioni and Mascherpa echoed their allies' heroism. Despite their forces' weariness and the bleak outlook, they refused to surrender. Their steadfastness under the relentless assault became a symbol of Italian resilience. They rallied their men, turning every defensive position into a bastion of resistance. In the heart of the storm, the people of Luros found their courage. Men and women, old and young, resisted in whatever ways they could. Some provided aid to the wounded, others offered shelter and sustenance to the defenders, their simple acts of courage amplifying the heroism that echoed through the beleaguered streets of Luros. In the face of such determined resistance, General Muller found his Operation Leopard met with stiffer resistance than he had anticipated. Yet, he held his course, his own form of tenacity driving his men to push harder against the Allied and Italian defenses. His was a grim determination, a ruthless will to win that pressed his men forward despite the heavy price. As the Battle of Luros surged forward, the war-torn island transformed into a grand stage of human courage. Stories of heroism under fire emerged from every corner, seeping into the fabric of the battle, turning a desperate defense into an epic stand. Under the harsh Aegean sun, amidst the echoes of war, the heroes of Luros carved their legacy in time and history. As the Battle of Luros raged on, days fading into nights and nights surrendering to mornings, the tides of fortune began to shift. The heroic resistance of the defenders, though valiant, was being slowly chipped away by the relentless German onslaught. It was as if the great Aegean itself was mirroring the turn of events, its waves crashing more fiercely onto the battered shores of Luros. Major Jellicoe and Lieutenant Colonel French, stalwarts of the Allied resistance, felt the increasing pressure. Their men were fighting valiantly, but the lack of reinforcements and the constant wave of German assaults were taking their toll. Yet, they clung to their resolve, their spirits unbroken, even as the turning tides threatened to engulf them. On the Italian front, the situation was dire as well. Admirals Campioni and Mascherpa, having inspired their men to stand their ground, now grappled with the harsh reality of the struggle. Their ammunition was running low, their defenses dwindling under the sheer force of Operation Leopard. Yet, like their British allies, they stood firm, the prospect of surrender never crossing their minds. Amidst the storm of war, the people of Luros continued their struggle for survival. Their lives were marked by fear and uncertainty, their homes ruined, and yet, their spirit remained unbroken. Their will to survive, to endure, reflected the same courage that echoed through the ranks of the defenders. On the other side of the battlefield, General Muller, sensing the turning tide, pushed his forces harder. 
He knew that the island was on the brink, and with a final push, Luros would fall. His resolve turned into a rallying call for his men, their determination hardening under his stern gaze. The Battle of Luros had entered its final stage, a chapter marked by desperation, defiance, and the grim prospect of defeat. Yet, in the face of the turning tides, the heroes of Luros stood resolute, their courage undimmed, their resolve unshaken. Their story, echoing through the pages of history, bore witness to the indomitable human spirit, a beacon of hope amidst the harsh reality of war. Chapter 4 The Fall of Luros The sun broke over the horizon on a day that would go down in the annals of history. The final onslaught of the Battle of Luros was at hand, a day where every minute was etched with the stark reality of war and the courage of those who fought. Major Jellicoe and Lieutenant Colonel French faced the new dawn with a grim determination. Their men were exhausted, their ammunition dwindling, yet they continued to inspire them, their voices cutting through the din of battle, rallying their soldiers for what could be their last stand. The Italian leaders, Admirals Campioni and Mascherpa, joined their British counterparts in preparing for the final onslaught. They had led their men through grueling days and nights, their resilience a beacon of hope. Now, they tightened their grip on their command ready to make the German forces pay for every inch of Luros. Across the Aegean, General Muller marshaled his forces. The stage was set for the final act of Operation Leopard, and he was determined to claim Luros. His strategy was ruthless, his forces relentless, his resolve a testament to the harsh reality of war. As the final onslaught began, the island of Luros turned into a storm of fire and smoke. The defenders fought back with everything they had left, their courage unwavering in the face of the German advance. Every gun fired, every shell exploded was a testament to their determination to defend their ground. The people of Luros, caught in this crescendo of battle, huddled in their shelters, praying for an end to the onslaught. Their island had become a battlefield, their homes lay in ruins, yet they clung to hope their resilience a testament to the human spirit amidst the horrors of war. The final onslaught of the Battle of Luros was a day of unyielding courage, grim resolve, and stark reality. As the echoes of battle raged across the island, every soldier, every civilian became a part of a story that would be remembered long after the smoke cleared and the guns fell silent. The final day of the Battle of Luros was a testament to the indomitable spirit of those who choose to stand their ground, even in the face of overwhelming odds. As the dust settled over the island of Luros, the battle's victors and those defeated emerged from the smoke and debris. The final echoes of gunfire had faded, replaced by a chilling silence that marked the end of the ferocious Battle of Luros. General Muller stood on the battered shores of the island the Aegean at his back, looking at the terrain his forces had fought so hard to claim. His stern face was etched with satisfaction, but his eyes held the grim acknowledgement of the price paid for this victory. The silence around him was a stark contrast to the chaos of the preceding days, serving as a chilling reminder of the brutal efficiency of Operation Leopard. For Major Jellicoe and Lieutenant Colonel French, the end of the battle was a bitter moment. They had fought with all their might, inspired their men to push past their limits, yet, in the end, they had to watch their stronghold fall.
they became the vanquished, their spirits bearing the weight of their losses. Yet, even in defeat, their courage and resilience remained, shining through the dust and rubble of the battlefield. Admirals Campioni and Mascherpa shared in the grief of their British allies. They had fought side by side, their forces melding into a single entity to resist the German onslaught. Now, they stood amidst the ruins of their defenses, their hearts heavy with defeat yet filled with immense pride for the bravery their men had shown. The people of Luros, too, felt the weight of the new reality. Their island had been turned into a battlefield, their homes destroyed, their lives irrevocably changed. Yet, they clung to hope, their spirits unbroken despite the devastation around them. They emerged from the battle as a symbol of resilience, a testament to the indomitable human spirit that endures even in the face of overwhelming adversity. The end of the Battle of Luros marked the stark divide between the conquerors and the vanquished. Yet, each side bore witness to incredible acts of bravery, selflessness, and resilience. The story of Luros, now etched into history, stood as a poignant reminder of the harsh realities of war and the unyielding spirit of those who endure it. With the Battle of Luros concluded, the era of Italian and British control over the Dodecanese ended, marking a significant shift in the dynamics of World War II. The repercussions rippled through the remaining years of the conflict, echoing far beyond the quiet shores of Luros. General Muller, standing atop his hard-won victory, solidified his place in the German war machine. The success of Operation Leopard under his leadership had a significant impact on the German war strategy in the Aegean and Mediterranean, bolstering their confidence. Yet, even as he tasted victory, the harsh realities of war echoed in his heart, a sobering reminder of the cost that such conquests demand. For Major Jellicoe and Lieutenant Colonel French, the fall of Luros marked a challenging chapter. They returned to their higher commands, carrying with them the lessons of their defeat. Their experiences in Luros helped shape the Allied strategies in the later stages of the war, their defeat serving as a catalyst for significant tactical shifts and reassessments. Italian admirals Campioni and Mascherpa returned to a homeland fraught with political and social upheaval. Their stand in Luros, though ending in defeat, became a symbol of Italian resistance against the Germans. They brought home stories of courage and resilience, subtly shaping the Italian perspective of the war. The people of Luros, having endured the brunt of the battle, faced the challenge of rebuilding their lives under German occupation. The memories of the fierce conflict became a part of their legacy, the stories passed down through generations. Despite the hardships, their resilience and hope persisted, their spirit a testament to the enduring strength of humanity in the face of adversity. The end of the Battle of Luros marked the end of an era, a significant chapter in the larger narrative of World War II. Its stories of heroism and defeat, resilience and hope, became etched in history, serving as a poignant reminder of the harsh realities of war and the indomitable spirit of those caught in its storm. Chapter 5 The Broader Impact The Battle of Luros was but a part of the larger canvas of the Dodecanese campaign, a campaign characterized by its ambition and, ultimately, its failure. In the aftermath of the battle, many began to question the strategy and the very nature of the campaign, 
labeling it as a folly that had cost the Allies dearly. Churchill, known for his audacious plans and unyielding spirit, had advocated for the Dodecanese campaign. He envisioned it as a strategic move to secure a base in the Aegean, from which the Allies could press onto the Balkans. However, the loss of Luros painted a grim picture of his strategy, prompting a reassessment of his bold approach. For Major Jellicoe and Lieutenant Colonel French, the campaign was a stark reminder of the brutal unpredictability of war. Their defeat on Luros was part of a wider failing of the campaign, a failure that cast a long shadow on their military careers. Despite the defeat, they never wavered in their commitment to their duty, serving as models of dedication and resilience. The Italian leaders, Admirals Campioni and Mascherpa, who had valiantly defended Luros alongside their British allies, found themselves in a nation divided by the consequences of the campaign. In Italy, the defeat fueled the flames of anti-fascist sentiment, giving rise to an internal struggle that marked a significant shift in Italy's role in the war. Meanwhile, the people of Luros were left to deal with the harsh realities of occupation. Their island had been a pawn in a grander strategy, their lives altered irrevocably by the whims of distant commanders. The Dodecanese campaign, once seen as a daring gamble, was now deemed a folly. Its failure highlighted the complexities and unpredictable nature of war, leaving a lasting impact on the strategic planning of the Allies for the remainder of World War II. The echoes of the campaign served as a grim reminder of the high stakes of war, the cost of overreach, and the heavy toll on the lives of those caught in the crossfire. The fall of Luros was not just a localized event, it caused ripples that extended far beyond the tiny island, influencing the broader theater of World War II and shaping the course of the conflict in unexpected ways. The German victory at Luros served to further strengthen their grip on the Aegean Sea, reinforcing their position in southern Europe. For General Muller, this victory was a testament to his strategic genius and cemented his reputation within the German high command. Yet, beyond the accolades, the cost of the battle, both in lives and resources, tempered any sense of triumph, underscoring the grim reality of war. Across the Channel, in the halls of the British Parliament, the loss of Luros brought about a wave of introspection. For Winston Churchill, known for his audacious strategies, the defeat prompted a reconsideration of his aggressive approach. The fallout from Luros and the larger Dodecanese campaign cast a long shadow over the British war effort influencing strategic decision-making and causing a shift in focus towards more attainable objectives. In Italy, the after-effects of the battle played a role in reshaping the nation's wartime narrative. Admirals Campioni and Mascherpa, having stood shoulder to shoulder with the British in defense of Luros, returned home to a nation in transition. Their experiences at Luros served as a stark reminder of the cost of fascist adventurism, fueling the flames of a growing anti-fascist sentiment that would eventually lead to Italy's withdrawal from the Axis alliance. Across the Atlantic, in the halls of power in Washington, the outcome at Luros influenced American strategic planning. The lessons learned from Luros contributed to a more cautious approach to Southern Europe, reinforcing the belief in focusing on the soft underbelly of the Axis powers. Even for the humble inhabitants of Luros, the ripples of the battle were deeply felt. 
Their island, once a tranquil corner of the Aegean, had been thrust onto the world stage. The experience left deep scars, but it also instilled a resilient spirit that would carry them through the remaining years of the war and beyond. Thus, the Battle of Luros was more than just a battle over a small island, it was a defining moment that impacted the wider course of World War II, its ripples reaching far beyond the shores of the Aegean. Its lessons, both in terms of strategy and the human cost of war, resonated across the world, shaping the course of the conflict in profound ways. In the grand narrative of World War II, the Battle of Luros often stands in the shadows of larger, more decisive battles like Stalingrad and Normandy. Yet, the events that transpired on this small Greek island tell a tale that is uniquely significant, offering a deeper understanding of the intricate dynamics of the war. The Battle of Stalingrad, a monumental clash on the Eastern Front, was the turning point of World War II. It was a battle of attrition, a battle where the brute force of the German Wehrmacht met the indomitable spirit and resilience of the Soviet Red Army. The victory of the Soviets marked the beginning of the end for Hitler's ambitions of conquest. In the light of such a massive conflict, Luros, with its small-scale engagement and localized implications, seemed to fade into the background. But the lessons learned from Luros were no less important, especially in understanding the complexities of alliance warfare and the tactical intricacies of island defense. When one thinks of the Western Front, the Normandy invasion immediately comes to mind. The massive Allied offensive, famously known as D-Day, was a display of coordinated military strategy on an unprecedented scale. The successful landing altered the course of the war, marking the beginning of the end for the Third Reich. Yet, in the shadow of Normandy's grandeur, the Battle of Luros offers a counterpoint, shedding light on the nuances of smaller scale, yet equally intense combat scenarios. The fall of Luros underscored the importance of air superiority, a lesson that would be crucial in planning the Normandy invasion. In the aftermath of the Battle of Luros, its players, like Major Jellicoe, Lieutenant Colonel French, General Muller, and Admirals Campioni and Mascherpa, were left to navigate their roles in a rapidly changing global conflict. Their experiences, while not as widely recognized as the heroes of Stalingrad or Normandy, added unique chapters to the annals of World War II, reminding us that every battle, big or small, has its role in shaping history. Thus, while Luros may stand in the shadows of Stalingrad and Normandy, its significance should not be diminished. Its story serves as a compelling reminder of the complexity of war, of the lessons learned in the face of defeat, and of the enduring spirit of those who brave its challenges. It serves to remind us that in the vast theater of World War II, every battlefield has its own tale to tell, each one contributing to the larger narrative in its own unique way. Chapter 6 Legacy of the Battle The passage of time has a unique way of healing the deepest wounds and reshaping narratives. The once war-ravaged island of Luros today stands as a testament to the resilience of the human spirit, a poignant symbol of peace born out of the horrors of war. After the guns fell silent and the smoke of battle cleared, Luros, like much of Europe, embarked on a long and arduous journey of recovery. Its inhabitants, who had lived through the tumultuous days of the battle, set about rebuilding their lives amidst the ruins. 
they repaired their homes, replanted their fields, and slowly, life returned to the island. In the years that followed, Luros transformed from a battlefield into a place of tranquility and peace. Its natural beauty, once marred by the scars of war, healed over time. Today, the island's serene beaches, picturesque villages, and verdant landscapes bear little evidence of the fierce battle that once raged here. Visitors are more likely to be struck by the beauty of its natural landscapes than the echoes of its violent past. However, the memory of the battle has not been entirely erased. Monuments and memorials scattered across the island serve as reminders of its war-torn history. The Italians, British, and Greeks who fought and fell here are commemorated, their sacrifices honored in stone and bronze. These memorials are not just sites of remembrance but also places of education, offering younger generations insights into the history of the island and the larger narrative of World War II. Despite its painful past, Luros has become a beacon of peace and understanding in a world that often seems fraught with conflict. The island is a living museum, where reminders of the war are integrated into the peaceful daily life. Visitors to the island, whether they come for its pristine beaches or its rich history, can witness the powerful transformation of this once war-ravaged island into a haven of peace. The story of Luros, from the tumult of battle to the tranquility of peace, serves as a powerful reminder of the indomitable human spirit. It underscores the capacity for resilience and recovery, and the ability to find beauty and peace even in the shadow of war. It is a story that continues to resonate today, a testament to the enduring legacy of the Battle of Luros. Luros today is a testament not only to the resilience of the land, but also to the valor of the men who fought on its shores. Even as life returned to its usual rhythms, the echoes of their bravery and sacrifice can still be heard by those who pause to listen. Among the island's myriad memorials, one stands out for its unique dedication to the spirit of camaraderie and defiance that defined the Battle of Luros, the monument to the fallen of Luros. Here, at the heart of the island, inscribed in stone, are the names of the many who fought with courage and honor, irrespective of their allegiance. Major George Jellicoe, Lieutenant Colonel Maurice French, General Muller, Admirals Campioni and Mascherpa, these men and many others like them, their deeds of valor forever echoing in the annals of history. Moreover, personal stories of bravery have been passed down through generations, becoming part of the island's collective memory. Tales of men like Costas, the Greek fisherman who used his intimate knowledge of the island's coastline to aid the Allies, or Private Antonio, the young Italian soldier who bravely defended his post to the last. These are the unsung heroes, their stories resonating with the same intensity as those of their commanding officers. Luros has also seen a steady stream of visitors over the years, historians, veterans, and their descendants each drawn to the island by a deep respect for those who fought and fell here. They come to trace the footsteps of the fallen, to understand the hardships they endured, and to pay their respects. Each visit, each silent prayer, each token of remembrance left behind adds to the echoes of valor that reverberate through the island. These echoes of valor, reverberating through the peaceful landscapes of Luros, remind us that even in the midst of the most destructive wars, the human spirit can display extraordinary courage and resilience. 
They serve as a reminder of the price of peace and the sacrifices made by a generation that stood firm in the face of overwhelming odds. The echoes of their valor continue to inspire, reminding us of our capacity for bravery, even in the most dire of circumstances. The Battle of Luros has given us many lessons, some etched in the heat of battle, others crystallizing with the passage of time. These lessons, though drawn from a historic conflict, continue to hold relevance in our contemporary world. One such lesson lies in the understanding of alliances. The Dodecanese campaign highlighted the importance of cohesive alliances and clear communication. The strained relationship between the British and the Italians, and the resulting mistrust and miscommunication, played a significant role in the outcome of the battle. It serves as a stark reminder that alliances, in times of war and peace, are underpinned by trust and open channels of communication. The battle also underscored the importance of strategic planning and foresight. The British, despite their determination, were ill-prepared and overextended. The strategy of holding Luros without adequate air cover, a decision made by the Allied command, would prove to be a costly oversight. This lesson in the importance of meticulous planning and adaptability is as relevant today as it was then, in boardrooms and government offices as much as in war rooms. Another lesson from Luros revolves around the resilience of the human spirit. It's found in stories like those of Private Antonio and Major George Jellicoe, who, despite facing incredible adversity, exhibited extraordinary courage. Their bravery, resilience, and dedication continue to inspire and serve as a testament to the potential for heroism within each of us. Luros, once an obscure corner of the Mediterranean, has given the world a story of valor and sacrifice, of strategic errors and human resilience. It is a story from which we continue to learn, its lessons resonating far beyond the island's serene beaches and quiet villages. Even as Luros has transformed into a symbol of peace and recovery, its past remains a vivid and poignant teacher. The Battle of Luros, even after all these years, remains an important part of the global narrative, a lesson of history that continues to echo into the present and will undoubtedly reverberate into the future.